you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 38 of the Bossy Bitch podcast with me, your host, Elsa Mitchell. Today, I am chatting to somebody that I kind of recently met and feel like it was love at first sight, at least for me anyway. Super awkward now if it wasn't for you, Shah. Um, <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but you have to say you love me back. <laughs> no, I'm so right. really put you in a corner there no I am speaking to Shah Higginson today who is a speaker transformational coach and shamanic healer I've never spoken to a shamanic healer before actually I don't even recall meeting one until I spoke to you Shah so I'm so excited to have you on today I'm so excited to be here too and I love you back I really, really do. <laughs> oh, you have to say that. <laughs> I have to say that. No, but I don't say things that I don't mean. So, oh, I, and I do, I do know that about you. So, I believe you. Um, we've had so many awesome conversations over the last sort of month or two, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm just dying to get you on my podcast. So, this is going to be super interesting and a bit of a learning curve for me as well. Um, turns out I don't know everything. What a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sha, before we dig into finding out is exactly what it is you do and how you do it and sharing some of your wisdom, would you mind just sharing with my listeners your story and a bit about you and how you came to be where you are today? I actually have a background in interior design. So when people ask me, how did you choose your line of work? I didn't choose it. I got slapped around until I ended up here. I was an interior designer. I loved my job. I I loved everything that I did. But then I became a mum and I I was really bored when I was stuck at home with my newborn. Totally Um, relatable. Yeah, I I know that, you know, there are some women who like they pick up their newborn baby and they're like, oh, my God, this is my life. And But for me it was really, I was terrified. I did not know what to do with a newborn and just that whole like being pinned under a newborn and, you know, that groundhog day of life, I just, I felt like I lost so much of who I believed myself to be and my whole identity, what I did for work and like, you know, just completely lost myself. And I started a business because I was bored and because I was creative and I needed to actually do something. You know, spoiler alert, I I was totally away from my emotions and what I was feeling, really. But I had this business, I created a successful business, but completely burnt out in the process. And I turned to mindfulness, but without even knowing that I was doing mindfulness, I was just trying to piece myself back together, basically. And that led me to really transform a lot of what I was doing. I, I went all in with doing things like meditation and just kind of trying to do yoga and breathe my way back to wholeness. I was just, yeah, really trying to fix myself. 
and having no idea where to go or what to do. But when I started looking for help, everything that I found was kind of like this message of like, you have everything inside of you. And I was like, well, that's not really fucking helping me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get it out of me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I come from a family where therapy is not something that we do because of, I, I talk about this, you know, on, on my blog and in one of the podcasts that I did where it's, you know, generational trauma around therapy. So it did not even occur to me to go and seek help to get a counsellor or go to my GP or to, you know, what normal people do. I just kind of sat <laughs> in my stuff going, I need to figure this out because otherwise I'm I'm not going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And so meditation was the tool that I started with and I got such incredible results very quickly that people started coming to me and going, please help me because whatever you've done, I, I want that. Mm. And so I kind of started to look at, well, what did I actually do and how did I do it? And that led me on a path of um, working as a mindfulness coach. Then I went a lot deeper into that because I've always had this fascination for the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And what's beneath the story and, you know, what the the inner workings of psychology and all of that. That's always been something that I've absolutely loved. And so I became a hypnotherapist and started yes. working in, in that field. But then it went so much more deeper than that still because I started to understand that I was working differently. I wasn't really doing what I'd been taught to do. And through seeking different mentors and kind of modalities, I became across a a shamanic healer, which I didn't know that's what she did. But I came across this woman and she told me one day, you know, you have shamanic gifts. And I remember kind of that threw me because I had no idea what that meant or what she was even talking about. But I felt this kind of, you know, a calmness in my body when she said it, like it was just like, yeah, I do know that but my yeah. mind doesn't understand what that means. And so ultimately, I guess my journey was just softening into remembering who I am and what I can do and being totally okay with the fact that it's very difficult to explain and that yeah. ultimately I don't actually have to explain it because when people find me, they get that calmness in their body. They know that I can help them and they trust that, it doesn't need to make sense to their mind either. Um, and I think that's really what I learnt and understood that I was doing is that I'm working with the soul. I'm not working with mindset. I'm not working with your mind. I'm not working with whatever you think you want or need. I'm connecting directly with your soul and going like, hey, how can I how can I get you where you want to go? So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. When I hear shamanic. Sorry, I was going to say I'm not going to lie because when I when I hear shamanic healer, my first thought goes to: Do we get to drink some kind of ayahuasca tea? You know, <laughs> I know which I'm down people, with. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people think that um, you know shamans are like you know medicine people or have rattles and drums and you know dance around fires with feathers in their hair and. That is traditionally what a lot of shamans do in different traditions and cultures. Their shamans have existed since the beginning of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like before we had labs and science that explained to us how plants can heal us and how to use certain things in nature. 
the reason that we know all of that is because shamans would channel plant medicine directly from the plant and they would connect with the energies of nature and with oneness and they would understand where that medicine came from and how to work with spirit. So through in ancient times that looked like really connecting with spirit and accessing different states of consciousness through um, psychedelics or um, rituals or different dances and, and, you know, all kinds of different rituals. But it doesn't have to look that way. And the way I do it is I actually... I don't need any of those things. I do sometimes Damn it. Them. I do <laughs> drum and um, I do use plants and I do I do a lot of different things, but we don't actually need those things. And I think a lot of people know that psychedelics have become this thing that people are like, oh my god, it opens up your consciousness and it makes you feel that. But it's really trending the- too at the moment. The psychedelic thing, isn't it? Like it's yeah, a, it is. kind but of you know making what? a massive comeback. You know, there's a lot I of talk about it. A lot of it. Yeah, because a lot of people will they think that because they're kind of going into this different state of consciousness that they're super aware, but what they perceive, they're still perceiving through the filter of their own conditioning, and therefore some of it's not real, some of it is misinterpreted, and yeah, I've <laughs> it can be a very slippery slope because people will go from being addicted to recreational drugs to then being addicted to spiritual practices that they believe are making them more conscious but they're ultimately the exact same coping mechanism in disguise 100 percent. i think as well a lot of people just think oh well it's organic right (laughs) it's a mushroom um it's got to be good for me (laughs) and i'm not gonna lie you know a part of me was getting excited about getting naked and painting ourselves and getting high in hallucinogenics but i know that um (laughs) (laughs) we'll take that offline later it's not necessary to actually be yep. under the influence of narcotics or any kind of drug because ultimately states of consciousness are different brainwaves. They are um, different states of awareness that we can access without all of that. And people choose, and I love, you said this when you guest mentored in my mentor academy recently, you said something that I loved, which was don't look for um, symbols. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I am that person, you know. Like if I see two pink and grey galahs all the time, I'll be like, what does that mean? Must mean something if I keep seeing two and I'll Google it. Or I wake up from a dream and I Google it and I laughed so hard when you said that because I was like, oh, that is, she said that for me. I'm that person. <laughs> well, I'll just explain what I meant by that. Like a lot of people will see a particular, um, what they'll interpret as a sign. So I don't know, they'll see a crow or they'll see two pigeons or like a feather on the ground or and they'll go and google well what does that mean but the thing is when you're googling that you're googling you're finding someone's blogs that they wrote at some point and maybe it's had a lot of hits and it's a popular blog but it's still their perspective and the thing is with spirit we are so unique that the signs that come through for us are so individual to us because you're whatever you want to call it, right, if you want to call it God or oneness or spirit or your spirit guides or celestial beings or whatever the word is, it doesn't really matter, right? All those things are just labels. They are trying to connect to you in a way that you will understand. So when you're Googling it, you're getting someone else's perspective on it, which is not necessarily the same for you. It could be 
but it's not necessarily. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've stopped Googling. <laughs> Good. Trust yourself. What does it mean to you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like you're in my head. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> so I loved the other day when we were speaking and I, because I've kind of <laughs> pressed you on this a few times. I'm like, what is a shamanic healer? Explain it to me. And I loved how you said it's having the ability to find the problem behind the problem and then the problem behind the problem. And I could kind of relate to that because I find working, and, and one of the reasons I'm so fascinated by this, obviously it's for my own personal being because, you know, we're constantly trying to, I guess, not better ourselves, but but better ourselves. Um, <laughs> but also working with women so often, and I've said this many, many times, and I'll I'll say it many times again, you know, I can see these issues or there's a block or there's something I can't quite tap into that, that goes beyond my capabilities that's kind of standing in their way and moving forward in their lives. And sometimes I can see the problem behind the problem. I can go, well, you're just scarred because that happened to you and so that's holding you back now. So I can see the problem behind the problem, but then I think what you do see those problems behind those problems that I can't see. Is that right? Yeah, going so much deeper because basically everything that plays out in our life is a series of patterns and we're playing out those patterns in this reality and in other realities and in past lives and in or, you know, in lots of different dimensions that we don't necessarily perceive. And I don't think that everyone needs to go and perceive that. There are a lot of people who want to dive into their past lives. And my question is always, why? Is it just to satisfy your ego or do you actually, is there something that's keeping you stuck? Because the only reason that I will go and look at people's past lives is if there's a pattern that is playing out in their life right now that needs to also be healed in another life, so in another dimension. And is that something the, that you 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 guide people on? Yes, but often, and this is the one thing that puts shamanic healing aside from other ways of healing is that with shamanic healing, you don't um, reassociate people with their trauma. Yeah, in the way that you will with um, talk therapy, reassociates with the trauma. Breath work reassociates with the trauma. Even hypnotherapy, I started with that, and it's very much going into the trauma and understanding the trauma, which can be very helpful, but it also can um, cause a lot more pain and a lot more fear within people. So. The way I explain it is like you don't remember your past lives for a reason because you're not here to re-experience all of that. You're here to be present with your current experience. But sometimes <laughs> if you're stuck, that pattern that's playing out here is also playing out in other ways throughout your being that is very difficult to explain through just, you know, general psychology because it goes way beyond the mind it's not of the mind it has effects on the mind and on mindset and on our psychology but it's got nothing to do with it in essence does that make yeah, sense totally I was like I'm just like hanging on to your every word because <laughs> it's so fascinating and and what you're saying is so massive and it takes me back again to one of our first conversations 
when I spoke to you about, I guess that we were we were getting to know each other, and you said to me, and I've been telling everyone I meet ever since, how you were so confident, and how you said to me you have the ability to make big changes for people quickly in their lives, and it wasn't arrogant or obnoxious or any of that. The way you said it, you just I don't know. There was something about you in the way you said it that I was just it was so. I believed you and I was like, yeah, I can see you've just got this gift. And then what you said then, it's, you know, it's a whole deeper level, but you make it, it's so easy to understand. Oh, thanks. (laughs) It seems so ethereal sometimes and so strange to me, but the, the work that I do as a shaman is very grounded. Like it's not you know, all fluffy and light and all up there in the cosmos. It's really very tangible in grounded into the earth and into our physical bodies. And everything that we experience is connected to everything. And working with that energy of oneness, we can create, if you heal a core trauma somewhere in your energy field in whatever dimension it exists, that has ripple effects across every layer of your being, on your physical body, on your mental body, your emotional body. And that's the kind of shifts that people feel that, you know, often when I've, so as a, as a business owner, I do like really tangible things. Like I ask people for reviews sometimes or for, you know, <laughs> testimonials. And a lot of people don't get back to me for months because they're sitting with it and going, you changed my life, but I can't actually explain how Good and words. why and what that looks like because it's just, everything's changed and it's, it's really difficult to put into words. And I'm like, yeah, great, but can you just please try? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm still trying to run a business here, guys. Help me out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's it's fascinating because everyone's so unique and the work that I do will never get boring. No. It's really intense, but it's really, it's amazing to, to understand how intricate and complex and incredible we are as human beings and I'm not gonna lie I've tried pretty much everything there is like I've done the hypnosis thing the breath work is massive at the moment the last um year or two breath work has become a hugely popular space uh reiki (laughs) you name it I've done it um, and I think that's why I probably fell in love with you straight away because it was just like Yep, cut through all the bullshit. Not saying all that other stuff is bullshit by any means. Oh, my God, that's not what I'm saying. But I love that you had that impact of just being able to say I can make a big shift and a big change and I can do it quick. And uh, I know that in your business you are here to work with the big leaders in the world that can make big changes. And I love that. And I think that's really exciting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. There's a lot to change in the world. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot. And you and I were talking the other day about our TED Talks that are yet to happen, coming soon to a town near you. (laughs) Uh, And we were going through all the kind of, I guess, the topics, if we had to put things into a category or a basket or a label, uh, for lack of a better better word, and we we were kind of shooting back and forth about how these things will apply on all kinds of scales. So, you know, what you do and how it can help people, I guess we were talking about confidence um, because not only um, 
for as a leader or um, an entrepreneur or somebody owning and operating a business or high up in the corporate world, confidence is everything to everybody, no matter who you are. And I was saying to you, um, I was relating it to my kids' surfing competition recently and how I'd said to them, you just need confidence. Like confidence is everything. And I love that what you do, it can apply to absolutely everybody, but you help one person um, say it is uh, the boss of a big business or someone high up on the corporate ladder. You know, when they they have the confidence and then they instill or transfer that confidence onto somebody else in their team or that's working with them and it trickles down and it trickles down and it trickles down. Like, you know, I love that you can make that big change at the top, but it can have a wrinkle on effect to so many other people and so many other things. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what I mean by that energy of oneness is that everything is connected. And if you are showing up and, you know, there is massively that that aspect of confidence. And that's one of the things that I help people with is realize like where you doubt yourself, where you have fears and shift that. But I can do that because I I connect deeply with your soul. So it's not about like the story that your mind's telling. It's like what your soul, when you're in alignment with your soul, you are confident because you know that you have a purpose, you have a reason for being here and you have a deep desire to go out there and do something. A lot of people get very lost and very overwhelmed and suffer from a lot of anxiety and depression because they're not in alignment with their soul. So some people will come to me with, you know, an addiction or depression or a particular like an eating disorder or, you know, whatever it is that makes them come and see me. But ultimately I'm not there to serve their mind or what they think they want. I'll connect with their soul. And it's kind of in a funny way recently, I found like it's, it's kind of like people's soul tricks them into coming to me for one reason when actually <laughs> they need something else. I love that. In, in service of that. And a lot of people who do a lot of damage in the world, um, they're just completely misaligned and completely lost. And what I'll do is I'll reconnect them with that, that depth within them. And what I know is that on a deep soul level, people are amazing. Even people who sh come across in the world as being absolute assholes, we all know them. There are people out there. But if yeah. you actually get to the story behind the story behind the story behind the story, there's always just sadness or fear. And when you can shift that sadness or fear, like you bring more of the soul forth, you bring more of that light of that person. And it can absolutely transform a whole organization because when people are more connected to who they are and to their own light and to their own purpose, they are more compassionate, they are kinder, they work harder, they care more. And I think that as leaders, that's what we need more of. We don't need people who are more confident and more egotistical or more, you know, more focused. We need people who are more connected to the truth of who they are and treat other people with respect. And I think mm -hmm. when we do deep soul healing, that is just, that's one of the ripple effects that has the greatest effect on the world and everything around us. So it doesn't mean that, you know, we go from, you know, being an absolute asshole to being, you know, Mother Teresa tomorrow. It's like a whole journey. <laughs> Fix me. 24 hours, <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> the more we can shift that sadness and that fear. And I wonder on that how many people just, you know, live their full lives going about the world without ever actually reaching their full potential, like completely unaware that 
perhaps there is a way to transform what currently is. I think there's a lot of people that do that, but also I think that there's a lot of people who do that because that is also their purpose. Huh. That is part of their purpose to move through the world and to annoy the crap out of other people <laughs> because they're they're that mirror. You know, say for example, if you have a parent who is really stuck in their heads, set in their ways, like completely like um, living their life in a way that you don't want to live yours, that can be a massive motivator for you to make changes, for you to raise your children differently, um, to, to actually go out there and pursue something different to what your family has done traditionally for generations. I absolutely love that. And I think people like, you know, I mean, let's go all extreme here. Like, (laughs) let's look at people like, you know, Hitler. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, uh, I remember this book. So I grew up in France and there's a, there's a a book that talks about this time traveler and he wants to go back in time and kill Hitler just to see if that was something that needed to happen or if it was that particular individual that had made that happen in the world. And it was a philosophical book, so, you know, it's not really a, Mm. won't go into that. But the concept for me was really interesting of are things meant to happen in a particular way and someone's purpose is to actually cause a lot of pain and damage so that we all collectively learn from that. Could that be the case for people in our lives who actually cause us a lot of trauma but that bring us a lot of learning through that that we wouldn't have been able to uncover within ourselves if we hadn't experienced them being the way that they are. Because honestly, if life's all easy and light and fluffy, you don't really learn, you don't really grow, you never get to push yourself because you're, you know, everything's too easy. Fuck, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I've dealt, I've had some difficult people (laughs) challenging people put in my path over the years I have wasted (laughs) so much time going I don't get it why are they like this don't they hate being like this isn't this hard for them being so horrible or nasty and why aren't they doing something about it ultimately Um, what that is is like I'm not saying this like as a personal dig at you, but I know a lot of people do this and I've done this as well. And I've witnessed people doing this all the time. Ultimately, what you're doing is you're judging that somebody else should not be the way that they are. Mm, yeah. But ultimately, your job is not to tell people what to do or try and like, you know, I, for example, I have a lot of people in my, um, in my circle of friends, family who are very set in their ways and very specific on what they believe and what they don't. It's not my job to try and convince them that they're wrong mm. because they're, that's their, they get to choose what they want to believe in. It's my job to focus everything that I've got on helping people who want to shift and change and transform because I've only got a certain amount of energy and time and years to live this life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus everything that I've got on helping the people who I can actually help and who want my help rather than going to bark up the wrong tree. I love that because I spend so much of my time, I mean, the amount of money I've spent over the years on (laughs) 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 self-improvement 
you know, I'm constantly like, I want to be the best version of myself. I want to live the best possible life I can live. I want to, you know, um, live a full life. I want to do all the things I want to do and I want to do them really well. And I will do whatever it takes. Hypnosis, Reiki, breath work. Yeah, your mind's kind of awesome. Dance naked around a fire on hallucinogenics, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That part's not for self-improvement. It's just a good time. No. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I guess I I can honestly hand to heart say I have spent way too much time over the years getting fixated on people around me that I'm like, why are you acting like this and why are you trying so hard to make things difficult? Yeah, I don't get it, but yeah, I, I kind of yeah, you've made that look really <laughs> in perspective for me now, um, and I love the way you just put that. That was amazing, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yes, okay. So I could just keep talking to you for days and days and days. There is so much okay. here. Well, we'll we'll go and dance around a fire and get to speak for days and days one day. Yes, and I am yet to. I'm going to book in my um, big session with you for our one to one, where you transform me so I can rule the world. Okay. Um, so <laughs> what we're going to do is circle back and have another chat. Uh, in a later episode Um, so we can have a different conversation with me having experience firsthand working with you what I've loved so much about you know getting to know you is just everything you've said today and I love how we both share that common interest with making a difference for women in business or you know or anybody in leadership or trying to make an impact on the world I connected Mm -hmm. with you on that and I love that what you say goes below surface level. The mind mindset, I say it in like quotation mindset, industry is massive, right? It's so huge because we're all probably thinking we're fucked up and we're all looking for the answer. And I love that you go beneath that. And I love that you kind of said anyone can have a healthy mindset, right? It's easy to think positive. <laughs> It's easy just to go, oh, I'm just going to think good thoughts and see the best in that. But I love that you go much, much deeper. And, you know, I know a lot of people will be like, what the hell were they just talking about? That is some woo-woo shit. That's fine. (laughs) But I love that it's woo-woo, but you're not really woo-woo. How do you say it? You always say, I'm woo-woo without all the woo. (laughs) I I do the spiritual stuff without the fluff. Yes, that's the words. Like my business is called the Soul Strategist, and I do things in a very strategic way. It's not, um, you know, I don't give people like fluffy ethereal concepts. It's very much like let's shift that for you, but let's also like draw up a strategy of how you can move forwards and really hold this energy and ground that energy in your body. Because a lot of people will seek out energy healing because they want to feel better and they want to have that feel good in the moment thing, which you know that's valid. But if you look at it this way, say you go and do a Reiki session, that's like having a shower when you stink. <laughs> like chances are if you have toxins in your body, tomorrow you're gonna stink again. Yep. So would you rather not figure out where you're poisoning your body so that the toxins aren't moving through you and make you stink? Or would you rather just, you know, have three showers a day? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I like to get shit done. I you know, I don't wanna mess around. Um Yeah. <laughs> so oh, really I nice get it. Bit. 
let's get down and dirty and do it once and you know it's not a something that you need to do on like generally people come back to me for a second session but not for the same thing like when when you feel like you're going around in circles and it's always the same shit and you keep on going to your chiro and you keep on going to your physio and you keep on going to your therapist the same stuff keeps on coming up or you keep on having the same job or the same relationship over and over again chances are you're stuck in a pattern so talking about that pattern and understanding it is not going to help you getting to the core reason why it's there and shifting that is going to absolutely completely transform your life and I'm here so, for it. I'm, I'm like, that. life is short and you only do, I know it's all corny stuff, but like for me, I'm like, I know how precious it is. You only get one go yeah. at it. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to have any regrets. So I'm going to do whatever I can to get to where I need to be. So on that note, Shah, like how do you work with people? Who do you work with and how do you work with them? I, I find that people find me when they're ready. But yep. often people, <laughs> so there's two different kinds of people. They're either people who meet me and they book immediately because they know that I've got exactly what they need. And there are other people who know that, but they're still struggling with their own unworthiness and their own stories. So it takes them about two years to book. Yeah, And then they're like, oh, I wish I'd done it two years ago. So <laughs> I work with people who really want to live their fullest life. And whatever that looks like to them. So that could look like a lot of people like, you know, they want to work on their money mindset or they want more abundance or whatever in their life. Don't we all? But I'll work on like why, like what will get you there because chances are the stories that you're telling yourself are just projections and conditioning. Like what what do you actually on a soul level, what do you desire? Because that is if you tune into what your soul deeply desires, that is the thing that will fulfill you the most. And it can be having a lot of money, but it can be absolutely not giving a shit about money at all and just living your life. Like everyone wants to be happy, right? But we seek happiness in the wrong places. Mm. So I I work with people. They find me when they're ready. And in the most, like sometimes like people just walk up the stairs with me going into a building and just randomly start talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's just... I feel like I make myself available and people find me and then, you know, it's up to you whether you want my help or whether you don't. I'm not going to chase people and tell you that you need me because you know yes. that you need me and then you can make excuses all you want. But, you know, I'm here for people who are ready. And how I work with people, well, no one session is the same mm-hmm. because what I do and the power of what I do is the fact that I'll be 100% present with that person with whatever it is that they need in that moment so it's not about my what I believe they need or what they believe they need because often you know I'll sit down in a session with my clients so I do sessions online because I'm not distracted by anything else when I'm online which and is fantastic person, yeah, yeah I know lots of my person, clients are remote remote regional and rural as well so this is really fantastic for that but also when someone's in their own space they know that they're safe Yes, It can be really difficult to kind of fully let go when you're in a different space that that feels and smells differently to your own place, right? Mm-hmm. So when I work online with someone, I'll listen to why they think they're there or what they want to work through because I honour them as an individual and whatever story they're telling themselves is valid. And sometimes we will do exactly that. But then sometimes when I, like, I listen to what their humanness has to say, but then when I tune into their energy and and talk to their soul and to, like, tune really deeply into their heart, there's a whole other story that comes through. 
Yeah. And I'm here to to give them the most um most I guess the deepest impact, but in the most positive way. So sometimes that looks as say their soul will tell them like, I know the mind's saying this, but that's just like <laughs> that's not what we need. Like this is what yeah. we need. And I'm in service of that. So that looks like working with you know how some people will call in, they'll work with goddess energy or they'll work with Jesus or they'll work with plants yeah. or whatever. Like I call in a whole freaking army and I'm like, okay, everybody, everybody on board, get everybody on speed dial. And I'm like, okay, how can we help this person get where they need to be? And it's shamanic healing in that sense is incredibly powerful, but it's also very gentle. The way I like to explain it, it's like fiercely loving. It's like I'll come at you with everything that I've got to help you get on the other side. Yeah. Because people's suffering is, it's not necessary for their evolution, but we we can't unravel our own suffering on our own a lot of the time because we're stuck in that reality and we can't, we can't see the bigger perspective, right? Oh, yeah. So I will totally not only see the bigger picture, but then I'll call in energies that see the bigger picture above that and um, just bring through exactly what you need. That's amazing. Beyond what I have learnt or what I believe or what my identity is, it's just really completely getting out of the way and being fully present. So, yeah, every session is completely different because of that. And And I know that um, also as a speaker, so you are available for events, speaking events, and I know that you channel that same kind of not cookie, even though you and I have spoken about various topics that um, you focus on when you are speaking, whether it's corporate or for entrepreneurs or whatever forum it is, you know, there are topics around authenticity and confidence and imposter syndrome and all of that, but you have that ability as a speaker to read the room and um, get in that zone so that, you know, in it's there's no no cookie cutter slideshow <laughs> approach. Yeah. Whilst we you no doubt have them as a guide, you do have that ability to stand up in front of a room of heaps of people and tailor what you're saying to fit that room, which is what else I love about you. Yeah, and and I believe like people deserve that. People deserve to not be treated like you know the last audience or like that mm-hmm. person that you saw yesterday because everyone's unique. But also when people come together whether they are part of a specific community or a specific business or a particular type of leader or type of entrepreneur, there is a there is a group energy, there is a collective energy and a collective consciousness within that. And that is super interesting to work with for me because people will have a lot of things in common, but they'll also have their uniqueness. And being mm-hmm. able to kind of work with that energy in a room and just bring through whatever wisdom they need to hear. For me, that's really uh, me also getting out of, like my tagline is that I help people get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. When I'm standing in front of a crowd, what I need to do is completely get out of my own way and not have an agenda and not be scripted in what I'm saying, but allow whatever guidance needs to come through for those people to come through. So that looks a lot like people who've seen me speaking would know that I kind of preempt it with like, you know, sometimes I'll tell you a story. I don't know why I'm telling you that story. I know that there's something in there for everyone or for specific people. So I'm possibly going to go on tangents, but don't worry because I will always circle around. 
And people think that that my talks are very structured and that I've scripted them and that I've rehearsed them. I haven't because that's what I do best is to be fully present with whatever is there. Um, And I believe that people... People deserve that mm. that authenticity and that that presence rather than just like the same presentation over and over and over again. Cause, I love it. Know. And how can you teach people to be the authentic selves if you're not doing it yourself? So exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love that. Oh, my God, Shah, thank you so, so much for this chat. I loved every second of it. Um, I could Thanks personally just keep me. chatting for hours and hours. <laughs> uh, but instead um, – I have an ongoing joke on here that my dad tells me he loves my podcast, but they go for too long. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm boring you, Dad. (laughs) No, I love that because my episodes are super short. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just love (laughs) such a good conversation. But we will have another podcast uh, in the future, and I'm going to pop into my show notes all of your details, links to your website, links to your socials, so anybody listening feels inspired and ready to take the plunge or would like to see how they can uh, work with Shah from as a speaker or any other kind of collaborative business idea, uh, they can get in touch with you that way. So thank you so much, Shah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I don't think I've giggled this much on a podcast. It's been really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, I, I try to get through with a few um, inappropriate jokes and a couple of laughs. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be bossy joke. bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch.